With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Back for another episode of Liquor Procedure. As always, I'm Jeremy Wright, along with me is Jay Moore. This is Liquor Procedure on iTunes. Just search Liquor Procedure up on there. We'll also post a link through Twitter and other. Service just the same thing with Spreaker.com. You can just search Liquor Procedure. We also post a link on Twitter. Me and, me and Jay Bo. Jay, it's been a little bit. A lot of news has especially popped out today. How's it been going? How's your holidays, bud? It, it was a good holiday. And you're right. There's been, <laughs> for the week or so that we've been off, there's been a lot going on. And, and some good, some bad. Uh, and it's, but either way, it's been, been quite eventful. How was your holidays? Mine was pretty well. I can't I can't complain a lot. Uh, really stayed on the road a good bit, and I didn't really I press per se travel. You know, actually go somewhere off. You know, how to stay or anything. But I had a lot of different Christmases to different things that I had to go to. Like one day I went from Jackson to Union to Louisville in one day, and had three different places to go to. So it was, besides that, it was all pretty good. I still had fun. And New Year's really didn't do that much, but uh. Just kind of hung around this and thing with you, just a few guys, and that was pretty much it. But still had a good time. I've kind of, I've kind of decided New Year's is the time that you, you know, that's when the cops gonna get you. So I kind of try to stay at one place. Yeah, we, that was kind of our deal. You know, we went to the, we went to the beach bowl, but we came home pretty much right after the game, and we were back relatively early halftime. Yeah, well, you know, the the my dad's friend that that um. We sat by at the game. They left before. They left in the second quarter. So they, uh, I mean, that, they had the right idea. We left in the third quarter. So we got back by. I got to watch the second half of the Orange Bowl. So we we were actually in before things really got crazy. As far as you know, the people, you know, midnight and all that. Where you won't, wouldn't really want to be on the roads, but uh, yeah, it, it was um, yeah, other than traveling, yeah, I mean, it was pretty good holidays. Well, it's the sad news, I guess, out the way first came through yesterday that really suddenly that I mean, the people out here at Podcast G recording on Monday, uh, Stuart Scott is probably one of, not not one of my, not my favorite, but one of my favorites from ESPN, one of the few people I really like and got used to watching, lost his life to cancer at what really way to young, 49, and I have to say I went back and watched, I had it on there, saw it. Told myself I shouldn't do it, done it many ways. Watched his uh, speech he gave at the SP back in July. And uh, got a little onion in the room. It's one of the best speeches I've ever heard, ever heard and that he gave there at the SP. If you hadn't heard it, it's something you should really watch. It's really inspiring. But somebody, you know, it's been lost to cancer. You know, it just seems like every day there's somebody that either in some way you know or, or actually personally know and just losing that fight. And it's, it's tough life, you know, and when no good reason to give places like St. Jude's and stuff like that. Yeah, it was, it was tough. I woke up to that news Sunday morning, and, yeah, he's a guy that I, I've grown up watching really, really, since I've been a big, been in the sports. It, it's tough. He was one of the better ones that I, that I can remember, and just, it seemed like just listening to all his, the, the people that knew him, co-workers, whatever, um, genuinely a good guy and one that really nobody nobody disliked at all. It seemed close with pretty much everybody, even athletes were really sad to you know, hear of his passing and talking about some of the memories they had with him. So it was tough, and it's going to be hard to replace him because man, I don't He's one really since eight or nine years old. I can remember him being on Sports Center, and I don't know. It's um, it's tough being you know forty nine years old, really just a, just a few years older than my dad. It's uh, 
and seeing he lost his life of cancer, just cancer doesn't really care about the age. It's uh, way too young to uh, pass away at 49, but uh, definitely condolences to his family. Yeah, to, to me, he's the guy that kind of changed how sports were presented in a good way and more enthusiasm, catchphrases, and everything else. He he was kind of a, what you see now, maybe to a kind of different approach, but kind of the more doing highlights, you know, not just giving the scores and big plays. Have, adding your own personality into it. He's one, one of the first to do that. And it was kind of the game changer for ESPN, in my opinion. Yeah, he, he definitely added personality to to his segment, the, the segments he did, the, the highlights that he had. He always had something witty or funny to say along with the highlight. It wasn't bland, it, just raw beats, just raw statistics or whatever. He definitely added his own flavor to it, and it, I think it's one that really all of us could appreciate or most of, most everybody liked, liked him that I've heard, and I think it's going to be tough to replace him. He's, he's, um, he's definitely going to be missed. All right, can you get some more on, on this type news? And tomorrow, we'll, we'll get the football stuff and everything in a minute, but go ahead. Tomorrow, they play Kentucky. I'm going to watch, more so to watch Kentucky play. Fred, that 23, I think it's on to 24. Do you think they double it, the spread, or do you think it's somewhat close? Oh, what did you say the spread was? I opened it at 23. It's like 24 now. I think I think that's about right. I don't think it'll be much worse than that. I would I would probably say around 20, 25. And no, no way, shape, or form does Ole Miss win this game. If they do. I I don't think there could be well, any other there can't be any any other game this year in any sport for this calendar year that would surprise me more than that one. So um man, no way they really win, but I, I think I think the spread's about right, honestly. Yeah, if if Kentucky's having an average night, it could be about that. Now if Kentucky's shooting the basketball well, it could get be that by by halftime. I'm going to watch, like I said, Kentucky, every time I watch Kentucky, it's just almost wild. They're just so good. Many, many you know, professional athletes saying it's the best team they've ever seen in college. Tend to have to agree with them. Talking about basketball a little bit, they've lost the South Carolina Upstate and everybody else. Rick Reagan, I guess you'd call him, beat Florida State. <laughs> Yeah, we uh, I had a I had a state buddy of mine that was over staying with me that night. We watched it, and it, he was happy. I mean, it was one of those deals that they won the game. He now he wasn't overly impressed because we didn't. From what we saw, Florida State was uh, they they I don't know how they beat Florida the, uh, a few nights earlier, but they didn't look good. But for, yeah, that doesn't really matter as far as state as far as state goes. They they got a win over a team that. I mean, let's be honest. They had Florida State had to be better than Arkansas State and USC Upstate. So, I I, I was happy for for him for State for Rick Ray. It's uh he's definitely stepping the right direction. I'm not going to say it's going to make a huge difference as far as this year goes, but it's um it, it was a good win. Uh, anytime you beat a team like Florida State, regardless if they're as good as they have been, it's uh it's still a good win. Yeah. Kind of fun. I, I was listening to this show head head to head, and this really just made me shake my head uh, real bad. The guy and just not being in the zone, and he he called in and he was talking about Ole Miss. He's apparently the Ole Miss fan, or, or at least pretend to be. I won't say I won't say he pretended to be. Talked about they wouldn't be able to score thirty points on Kentucky and this, and talked about how State would only, only be able to score fifteen. And uh, the host of the show said, well, they did beat, just beat Florida State. And his reply was, but Oregon beat them. And he got basketball and football totally confused. And he's the one that bought the topic up. It made me shake my head. Uh, that's 
I don't really know what to say to that. That's so what do you say? Right, what do you say if you're on the other end of that? If, if you're the he corrected him and told him he was talking about basketball. I know, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess that's all you can do, but it's like, what on earth do you? How do you get those two confused? I, I, I don't know. Well, I don't quite get how this works, but all signs definitely point for Chad Kelly to be in Oxford. I know Freeze is probably going to wait a couple of days and make things whatever, but everything's point point towards Oxford. Yeah, from everything I saw today, I I would be shocked if he wasn't. Because I first saw it. When I first looked at it, I said, hey, I said, he can get that 50 hours community service. I can, he can get that done in match two weeks. You know, if he really wanted to, he could get that done in a week and a, I guess a week and a day or, or whatever. But then it come out and he said he could do his community service in Oxford. So technically, he could be in Oxford tomorrow. I don't think he will be. I think it'll be a couple of days. I think Freeza doesn't want to just say, okay, I see it. I think he wants to be at per se, put more effort in and looking into it. What I didn't get was how technically disordered conduct is not a crime in the state of New York. State of New York. Now, if it's not a crime... Why does he have to do anything? Why does he have to do anything? And I looked up on there and it says it's a violation. So I guess that would be like a speeding ticket or something like that. Well, if it's a violation, that's what it sounds like. <laughs> Yeah, so if that's like a speeding ticket, you would think it would just be a fine, but I guess because of everything that happened, that might have been part of the deal. But technically, he has no charges on him as long as he, I guess, completes community service. Yeah, that that's something I I didn't really know. It just it's crazy how things work out. I'm right, wrong, or indifferent. It just from what all that came out at the beginning to basically getting us, I mean, what we would relate to is probably the equivalent of a speeding ticket. So, hadn't in no like, in no way does that reflect on all the stuff that was reported at first. It's uh, it's it's definitely different. All right, so so assuming everything is how it's been reported now, and do you do you still hold that they shouldn't bring him, or do you think? With this, it, it's fine. It's twofold here. I still see why they bring him. I still everything that happens. Actions speak louder than words. You hear it also from there. It seems like I still expect somebody to leave. More likely, Devontae Kincaid if he doesn't. You know, if he doesn't get the job after spring. But his actions totally, even his lawyer said that he's a very passionate person, that he's he's very, I have to look, I'd have to look it up, but basically that he you know, wears his heart on his sleeve at all times, and it makes him a great football player, but he has to learn, his own lawyer said this now, but he has to learn to separate that off the field. Um, and proven almost that he can't do that, and to me, it's almost it's just a matter of time. It, Before something else happens. Yes. And is it major? Is it minor? I don't know. You can go to Oxford and not get in trouble. You can. Okay. You can have a good time and not get in trouble. You can, or whatever. You can also go to Oxford and barely easily get in trouble. We see it all the time. Yes. And for somebody like him, and let's be real, there's going to be some frat guy or or whoever, macho head from whatever school. Might even be somebody that's not from the area that's just visiting. He wants to pump Chad Keller because he's Chad Keller. I mean, we saw that with Bo Wallace, and it was all Miss Person. I mean, we literally saw that happen. They want to be the guy that, you know, I punched him out. You know, that's, that he's supposed to be such and such football player, I punched him out. There's going to be that there. All of that same guy will be cheering for him on Saturday. They will do that. 
yeah, in my opinion, they either get in trouble again or they will get through his head. You can't be a normal student. You have to stay at home. Get your girlfriend. Get your girlfriend stay at home. He's got a actually he's got a dime piece of the girlfriend. I don't know if you've seen her or not. He's dating a cheerleader for I, I think it's a pro for a pro something team. I have to look look it back up. But uh, he basically just has to. You know, I'm here to play football. I can't do anything but play football. I can't go out here stay at home, or else I think he gets in trouble again. That's my opinion. Maybe proof me wrong. That's how I feel about it. I can't disagree with you, just based on events and what's what kind of what we heard about him. That sounds like that's it. It really does sound like that's the only way he's not gonna get in some more trouble. Well, this but, guy's been on it right here. Let I me mean, just, just put this out here right now. I don't want to just create it. It's Buffalo News at WIVB. Uh, Lou Ragu Ragus. Quit. My dog's in here chewing on something she shouldn't be. All right, but it says that he can do community service at Ole Miss and will be leaving for Ole Miss tomorrow. And my opinion, if he's leaving for Ole Miss, Tomorrow. He's coming. He's he's already been told. Yo, there's no way he would come here. More, I mean, just based. I mean, there's no way he would fly, be coming here tomorrow and not have a good idea that he's going to be on. He also says on that team. he talked to Ole Miss. That the decision on scholarships won't be made until Freeze discuss it with Chad. So I guess he's coming to discuss it with Chad and his parents at Ole Miss. I suspect they have a discussion. He says it's zero tolerance. Miss McGinn, you're off the team. Uh, you have to do this, this, and this. And he's back on the team. I expect it probably been announced probably they want him in intercession, for what I understand. And I think probably the latest you can probably get in, probably what, today's the first day of intercession. Probably can't miss no more than two classes. So with the seventh, eighth, I figure here's something about Wednesday or Thursday. I doubt it's tomorrow. Could be. We'll probably hear something next year Thursday. And, and but I, it, I fully expect it. See, and that's a. This could go really. This could go really good or really bad. It, it looks like he's going to be on the team, barring something we don't know. But it's one of those deals. It could go really well if he if he shows up and doesn't get in trouble, play and stays on the team, plays good football, whatever. But it could go really bad if, if, if say, Kincaid transfers out after spring if he doesn't get the job. Or some one of them transfer. I'm not going to just put on Kincaid, but more than likely it'd be him. And then in the summer months, he gets in trouble. In, in the summer months, he gets in trouble. And he really, if it really is zero tolerance, he gets kicked off. And then you got really one quarterback. So that that's the worst case scenario, but. Just hope and he keeps his head on straight. I think I think it'll be fine. But then again, we didn't expect him to get in trouble less than a week after committing either. So <laughs> who who really knows? Well, here's another point. What if he doesn't win the job and he gets irritated? Well, that's very possible. Now, I, I expect him to win the job just based on them bringing him in. I, I do. It. It feels, and I'm not going to say it's as slam dunk of a win as Bo Wallace was back in 2012 when he got the job over Barry Bernetti. But, yeah, if he doesn't win it, all bets are off on everything because it doesn't seem like it takes much to get him to get him going. And him coming here and then not getting the job, and he, he had to grow up a lot for that not to to cause problems. Okay, this is another thing. This is from listening to other people. This is from talking to one person. And I don't think they can give him a job with the, with the team, personally. The team wants who the best can get them to win, true enough. But everything that's happened, I don't think they can just give him the job. To that earner. And I also think he has to be clear, head and shoulders above the other team for them to give him the job. And if he's not, I don't think you can give it to him if he's not hit. Not just maybe just a little bit better where 
play here, you see it looks better. I'm talking about head and shoulders better just because chemistry of the team and other things. Do you, uh, see, my my biggest he's got to he's got to learn the playbook. That that's gonna be, and that's a big deal. Um, I feel like talent wise, I think I do think he'll he he, he probably will end up better than the other two, but I, I don't know if it, if they don't give it to him, and I don't know if it'll be head and shoulders right off. So I mean, I definitely don't think it'll be announced until. Until the season starts, or around that time, I because mean, there's no way you can tell he's just head and shoulders better without him even knowing the playbook. I, I, I don't know. And that's what I want him in at winter session. The longer he has to learn a playbook, the better he, he should be at spring. All right, I, I'll tell you this: Did you listen kind of after the game to reading your damn Warner's comments? I thought it was. You don't want to take too much from anything, but I thought it was kind of telling on what his thoughts. At least, I don't think you'd have said this otherwise. Did you read any of his thoughts about the quarterbacks going into next year? I did not. I don't have a be even hard for me to find an article, but I pretty much know what he said. He they, he was asked something about the question of Kelly coming in and kind of his opinion on the quarterbacks going forward. He said, "I." I really can't give one. And they asked about the prep week of, you know, Ed Bowl and this, you know, getting the place on and whatever. And Warner was just, he said, I don't want to decide on the quarterback because there's no logical way to decide. He said, you know, even when, he, said, he basically this said, even when Bo was hurt and when, for sure, and Devontae and, and Ryan was getting first-team snaps for a week of the Ed Bowl prep. Back of mind, I they knew that he was going to play, and he said, it's just different when you know you're really not the starter. He said, you can say the right things, you can get first-team preps. He said, he's seen it too many times before, how kids play in mentally and everything else, and they know they're not going to be the starter. And he'd hate to put any kind of emphasis on anything he's seen until now, they know they're playing to be the starter. It's kind of yeah. I, I did see. I, I did hear part of that because he said he was even to himself. He was trying to go into this with an open mind. On and yes, I mean, cause this is the first time that they're waking up knowing that they're the guy, or they're they're competing. They're truly they're competing, competing to be the, the guy. guy because these two these two years, they knew they. I mean, they could say whatever they wanted to in interviews, but they knew who the starter was and who was going to be playing all the snaps unless he got hurt. So, and it does make a difference. It 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 definitely makes a difference in how you prepare. I mean, kids can say whatever they want to to any any of the media or to whoever else, but it makes a difference when you know you're playing, you're you're doing all this to be the guy, not be somebody's backup. Oh, absolutely! I think it does. Well, I expect it to be more, and I, I I'm not really surprised at all. What Dotson leaves. Kind of expect it. Wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I, I almost know there's going to be more that lead you two or three. David Kamar seemed like he was never probably going to break the rotation from what I've heard. Dotson, a guy I'm sure they would have let, let stay if he wanted to. But I don't guess it's bad. He, he, the staff hopes, really, I've heard. There's some problems with Judge, especially short, short yardage. And staff hopes that Eric Schwinn is everything they think he is. And I watched the pieces. I kind of I, – I didn't watch it live. I kind of recorded and skimmed over it when he was in the game. I have to say, and I've heard this about him, as far as hands go, behind Walton, he comes in the next year with the best hands up the backfield. He can really catch the ball at the backfield. I've seen that. And I've heard that about him. And if you look at what he's doing, I watched it. I actually watched him one game on high school. He played on Friday nights from his team. And I watched him there. And I skimmed through and watched when he played in some of the, in the sci-fi games. He don't – he's listed like 200. He's probably not 200. He probably looked look like he's about – kind of hard to tell because it is TV. 
He looks like he's probably about 190. But he's the same size basically as Mathers. But you watch him run and watch Mathers run. It's totally different how they run that with power. He's more... Mallard will run and dip his shoulder, but it's, I don't know how to explain it. You can just see the difference as far as tough running, if that makes sense. Yeah, it, it definitely makes sense. I, I've seen how Mather's running, and it's not, I mean, it's more power than Walton, but it's not by any means a power back, or, or it doesn't even run anywhere close to it now. It makes sense. I mean, they're, they're guys that are the same size run differently, and do you, do you, so what do you think? Do you think Sweeney comes in and plays a lot freshman year, or do you think he's do you think he's a redshirt candidate, or like, or is it just dependent on how much of an impact they think he can make, like as in fall camp? Well, I think they want him to come in. I think he'll get every opportunity. I think in their opinion, as far as power, I be honest, if he's everything they they think he is or think he can be. I've heard, don't count out Eugene Brasley. Staff didn't really think he got totally healthy until, you know, it was never 100% all year from the back from his ACL and could it easily take the extra year, you know, especially running back. I've heard not count out him, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's Jalen Walton, Sweeney, and Wilkins getting all the carries. They never had enough, you know, Judd can come in and, you know, he knows he's fighting for the spot now and set on fire. You never know. I think in a perfect world, they would register him. And, but we just have to wait and see, you know, there's other things. How well does he pick up the offense? How well does he block? There's other things that go went into it. Yeah, and, and just like we said with Dodson, I mean, that's, that makes a difference whether you play or not. Um, now, the difference is, when Dotson's in high school, he he didn't block in high school. His team that throw the ball a lot, his running team. Now, there's only one game, true enough. He carried the ball a lot, true enough. They threw it a good bit, too. And he did block some. And in the game, one game, I did watch it here. So... That's good. He even blocked some and did, did pretty well in, in the sci-fi game. So maybe he can get there. Some players don't. Some players didn't. You know, the, a guy's example that was kind of the same thing, a little bit taller, but kind of the same size, Brandon Bowler was that kind of type of person. Picked it up, blocking, and come out from the start. If he can have a Brandon Bowler type freshman season, that's all you can ask for. And in a sure, could it be better than a better moment freshman season? But he had a pretty good, pretty good freshman year. Yeah, that's what you got to hope for. Um, but, yeah, he's de- I think with what we've seen out of the running backs, he's definitely going to get every opportunity to get a lot of playing time. And, um, yeah, in a perfect world, it'd probably be better if he redshirted. But um, I think if, they're in, if he's anywhere close to what, they're hoping. I think he'll play a good bit. Yeah, I, I think so. And to me, is doesn't matter how good he is. They got to get better at the offensive line. Got to. <laughs> got to really quarterback and the running back. That we, you know, everything we've talked about, from what I've seen, the line is going to be the key to it. Yeah, and it's, here's the thing with that. The line should be better. I think it will be better. And some of these guys that's had talent that you've been, you know, linemen have to develop. And some of these guys that have talent that uh, like Dronte Bolden and Christian Morris and I can't remember the guy's name. Yeah. Pretty much same size coming out. I think it's one of Davion Johnson just pulled us up to kind of compare them. I think Sweeney's listed at 5'10", 202. 
Baltimore was listed out of high school at 5'11", 208. So pretty much the same size coming out of high school. Kind of the same type of runner type deal. But, yeah, the line, you got to get there and you, you got to hope that Christian, uh, Javon Patterson and Drew Richmond can kind of come in and at least be better shape. Because let's be honest, Rod Taylor came in better shape. He'd have played more star- and would have been even better at the end of the year than he was. Come in a better shape, Rod Taylor, and be able to play at a, at that kind of, I guess, at least add depth. You got to hope that from them. Let me bring up some of the guys. This is 13. Uh, that's there. Yeah, you gotta you gotta hope that you gotta hope Ben and and uh, Conyers come back and are are better and take the next step. Aaron Morris, you really don't know. He tore his ACL again. He never was really the same. That's the one you just gotta hope. You can't really count on. Not yeah, me. to me, to me. Yeah, you're right. Somebody got to hope. Uh, got to hope Laramie comes back. Every sign point that he should be able to come back, you know, forget spring practice, but be able to come back and, and, and be really good. Maybe some guys that registered it this year at Lyman, maybe they can, you know, at least help. I know them as far as Lyman. Coaches are extremely excited about the defense alignment that red shirt it can you know a lot of times it takes that adjustment with like does Cooper take the next step you know I can't remember his name right now the lineman that come in that played pretty much starting out at, at freeze with uh, freeze yeah Pittsburgh he uh played pretty well as starting out his his first year and played was Really, really solid. His second year coming from JUCO, gotta hope that there. I heard they've really, really impressed with Sean Rollins. Can can he, you know, can he help? I, I don't, I, I don't expect it. I don't expect anything from Todd Putney. I don't think they're there. But Jordan Sims is still. I've heard he's still too big and still a project. But really, it's the 13 kids, the two 13 kids, really, that can they help. And that's Bolden, and it's, it's time for them to help. Well, you expect that out of, I mean, a third-year guy. You expect them to at least be able to contribute to them. I mean, that's just, they've had two years to develop. Now, I'm not saying start and be an all-SEC all player, but you expect they them to, to give at least contribute. They need to play. So, talking about hires, they officially let Melville Smith go. I don't know how far it goes. I know there will at least be contact made. People, I've heard, uh, I've put it out there that, you know, somebody asked me about it. I said, yeah. They said, we're looking for a linebacker coach. No, I'm not looking for a linebacker coach. You're looking for a coach that can recruit. They all they would do if they hired him was be, put Walmack at linebacker would coach linebacker, he coach safeties and let him recruit. I don't know if it's gonna happen. To me it would be a really good recruiting hire, coaching hire. You'd probably give a six or seven or maybe seven, probably six, but recruiting would be an A there kinda I haven't really heard really any names yet. I, I figured the next few days you'll start hearing a lot of names pop up for that position. Kind of now that they're back, and I've heard one or two other names with nothing concrete on it that they might target. Kind of your thoughts on Smith. I think it'd probably be a pretty good hire overall. Now the guys probably going to keep on your staff for six, seven years, but for a few years, stint wouldn't be that bad. Yeah, I don't think it's a bad one. Uh, getting a, getting a good recruiter to me is is number one priority, and uh, he is definitely that. I I would be okay with the hire. Um, don't know what I mean. 
it's kind of hard to compare when we don't we hadn't heard a lot of names or really, but uh, just based off what I know from him and how he's done at Auburn, he was at Mississippi State. Uh, I wouldn't have a problem with it. Um, we'll see what happens, but uh, I think it'd be pretty good. Your opinions, I give mine. What do you think of State Rehire Mendez? Again, I think, considering the circumstances, I think it's a pretty good hire. I, I think Manny's a, a good coach. Um, he, he did well the first time he was there, and I, I know he had a lot of NFL talent on that team. But I, I, I think he's a, I think he's a good coach, and not not a bad hire at all. I mean, maybe they could have done a little better. I don't know, but to me, the, his deal at Texas that was more about the program than it was him. That 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 was a sinking ship, and he was a, he was a scapegoat. Uh, I know they they there times then they did really bad under him, but it I mean the whole program was doing bad, so I don't really put all of that on him. Um, they at, at Louisiana Tech this year they forced the most some of the most turnovers in the country. So I'm not saying either one of them tells the whole story on him, but again I, I think I think it's a pretty good hire. Yeah, I do too. I think it's a couple hire somebody that thinks that that Mullen's been around. He he feels he can trust. Is I think they could have done better. To, if that makes sense. At the same time, it, it's not a bad hire. It's not a bad hire at all. I do think he's a good coach. I do think that. You know, you look at what he's doing at La Tech in the state that it is very well there. I know some state people think because of what happened in Texas, I don't think that has anything to do with him. The program is falling apart on that Brown. We we saw but, how they played with against Ole Miss, and really that whole year that that wasn't just a him thing. Oh no no no! If I think overall it's good. I think some would have liked to see more of a recruiter. Man, he's not known as a he's he's fair. I, I, I guess a, I mean he's just solid. He's not, uh, that's the reason some people like State want uh, Ogeron because you know he'd be a heck of a recruiter. I still don't know where he lands. It's a possibility he even lands a defensive line coach. Just some people say, why would he take a defensive line coach? He could have been. Because apparently he asked for a high number from state. If he could have been a defense corner state, well, his kids do go to school in that area, and he's got family in that area. Or he'd probably still get paid a pretty good amount of money, even at D line and recruiting coordinator type deal. Can't blame him there, but I think it's a good hire. I'm mean, not. I think it's something that he moves in. You know he's going to mesh with most of the staff. He's been around a lot of staff. Because he was here just a few years ago, he still has some ties around the area, certain areas. Just not like he lost all them because he he went to Texas. There's going to be some people that have familiarity with him, and I think that makes a little bit of difference too. Yeah, it, it, it was definitely the safe hire. Maybe they could have gotten a better guy, but at the same time they know what they're getting with with Diaz, and it, he was good the year he was there. Uh, and who knows how it would have panned out with somebody else. They, I think they know what they're getting. And just overall, I, I think it I think it was a good choice. I, I, if I was a state fan, and from the people I've talked to that I'm close to that, that follow them, they, it, a lot of them did want, uh, a few of them did want order on, <laughs> but uh, they, they were okay with with hiring Diaz, that they didn't have a major issue, and I wouldn't either, personally. Can I, I guess, playoffs real quick. Do you watch any of the Dallas-Detroit game? Yes. I, I the, the, uh, the the buddy of mine of the state fan was also, is also a huge Cowboys fan, so we watched literally every play of the game. I guess it shows it's bad at all levels. And conspiracy or not, you can make a point for it. How can you pick up that flag? 
I've never seen anything like that. And and on top of that, it was a, I mean, it was a good call. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, there were, they really, they held after five yards, and then he face guarded, and then they picked it up and didn't call anything after they announced it. I've never seen anything like that. Okay, first of all, the guy that's the line that's supposed to, that our referees are set up, he's the guy that's supposed to be there at that spot. He's the one that's supposed to make that call. He threw the flag. How does somebody that, the guy overturned it, got him to overturn it, approximately what, what was he, 35 yards away from the play? Roughly? How does he overturn a guy that's right there? I have no idea. That to me, that call is right up there with the 2012 Egg Bowl when they said that that uh, Tyler Russell didn't intentionally ground, didn't have intentional grounding because the receiver ran the wrong route. That's to me, that's up like the same. Like, yeah, what, in the, yeah, what in the world gosh. is that? Like, that to me, that's on the same level. It's like the guy that was standing right there saw it. They announced it, and then they conferred, and then they decided, well, we're going to pick this one up. Uh, and if you're going to pick it up, you better damn well have a good reason why you pitch it up. Caldwell would have He didn't hear a good reason. <laughs> he said it wasn't enough. Oh, I agree with him. I, I mean, I'd have been highly upset. I mean, I, I don't know. And let's be and, honest. I mean, that, my, I mean, that was a change of point in the game. That, cost, that, that honestly probably cost them the game. I hate to say that, but you get the first down right there, up three. With halfway through the fourth quarter, you, you feel like they got more than a decent chance, more than a really good chance to win that game, the way things were going. Oh, I think they do. do they, I, mean, I think they run time and they they get the game. I mean, I just, and that that was just a bad three or four minutes for them, and they didn't go for it on fourth and one, and then they shanked, uh, kicked a ten yard punt. It couldn't have gone really any worse. I don't see any way it could have went worse for him. I, I have no... Oh, Lord, I just don't know. And I'm glad I wasn't emotionally invested in that game because... Oh, I've been upset. Oh, if I'd have been alive... I, 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 I mentioned this. Is... Stafford cursed or something? He just can't get one. No, and that's and that's one he honestly deserves, in my opinion. Oh yeah, I thought he played pretty he well. Made some, he you made know, some. He made some great. Ooh, that that one touchdown pass. Ooh. And, and the one that he threw uh, on the sideline to Calvin Johnson. Like, I mean, he was running to the sideline, but he threw it. Like there was a defender in between. He threw a bullet and somehow threw it over the guy's head, but right to him. Like, and there was a defender on Johnson. I, I don't. I still. I mean, watching yes, the replay yes. slow motion, I still have no idea how he completed it. You want? You want to know who also showing out showed out yesterday? Uh, Dr. Moncrief. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> he did. He did. You got kind of lost for a second, didn't you? Oh, oh Lord, who else showed out yesterday? Yeah, he uh, he's slowly getting better and better. He's had a really good rookie year. Yeah, if you check out what he's done, he's had a really good rookie year. But a little bit, actually, a little bit better than I, I expected him to have some moments. And I thought next year would probably be his breakout year. He's been better well, remember, than we, well, remember we talked to a guy, the, the Colts guy, and he said that he would get some yeah. playing time. He'd do a little bit, but not. I think it was more than really if you. If you ask him now, him, probably him. more than all three of us expected. Yeah, I, I, it appeared to me like he thought, you know, he'd get some playing time, get him adjusted, and next year, they really, year, they really make him a vocal point of offense. So, really, more than I thought. Yeah, it was good to see it. And th- this is the kind of NFL presence you hope for. Because for so long, it, se- it just seemed like most guys that went into the league for old men, it just kind of was... I don't know. He he's still showing his old mess, his, his where he's from, and it, it, honestly, everybody knows it. He, he's making it known where he's from, and just having that NFL presence, I think, is going to help down the road because he he's still talking oh, about so. old Miss even today. 
Oh, he, he's rec- he, you see him on Twitter recruiting for oh, yes. He's getting his hey, teammates hey. involved and doing doing the land shark. I mean, and, you, and look, I saw T.Y. Young doing, he's doing never, the, feed, the, feed, the feeding. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. You, he's everything you could hope for as far as, as, as promoting an, an university. And an yeah. Miss, alumnus that's in the league, that, that's what you hope for out of every guy that goes. Look, at, I guess the other thing would be, I guess, do you think the, the rating, to, it surprised me some, and it surprised me that the, the rates for a playoff is good, but, which the, the gifts for Janus Weston falling back on the fumble, that was hilarious, but did you see the rating to what the two playoff games got? Yeah, they 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 beat out the NFL. <laughs> that's, yes, that that's, that's all you have. In my opinion, in in my opinion, they both beat out every NFL game. Uh, I think anywhere from range to three million to one million. And well, I think one I'll, I'll range from five million to one million. I actually think it what it was. Yeah, cause I think they were in the twenty-eight range. Yeah, one was like 28, 23, 24. Yeah, one was 28.1 million and one was 28.25. Yeah, and Alabama game was higher. A little bit higher, yes. This just tells me it's going to eight. Because that just, when you're doing more than the NFL, it's worth paying attention to. They're going to put more games out there. It's going to be eight. I don't think you can do more than eight. No, from what I've seen, I, I, you can't go more than eight because there's not there's not sixteen teams worthy of being in the playoffs. Well, not just that, just and, and, and the schedule wise, and how many games are going to yeah, play. Yeah, how how it would be. But and, I mean, even that, if, on the field. And um, if you go to eight, oh, how do you on there for some reason? If you go to eight, they're, they're playing an NFL schedule pretty much. I mean, they could play 16 games. Yeah, if they if they play regular season, conference championship, and then make it to the finals, that's 16. And, I, you know, I'm not a big guy, Urban Meyer, whatever. I think, you know, some of the stuff he's been blowing and kind of. But he's at least right about, you know, first one of the first things he said when he got his press conference, I think there's some way they should be able to pay for these kids' parents to have for transportation and wait here. What the kind of money they're going to be making off of 28 million views and the commercial they can get off that, there's definitely someone they can at least do that for the kids. Yeah, you honestly, that's one of the things you just kind of hope would be done anyway. That, that's, it's, um, I, I, do, I do agree. I hope that gets done because that's a lot of traveling. Well, I think it would be talk a little recruiting for just one or two guys, kind of talk about it for a second. There's been a lot of reaction. C.C. Jefferson, and I know this, he's he's at least telling people right now there's a lot of time, and I really think after a dead period, Florida's going to turn it up. Or I think they're going to end up landing, to be honest. I think you kind of want to be close to home. But at least right now, kind of like, you know, when people are still saying Rob Kondichi, you know, he hasn't committed yet. Why is he committed yet? Same time, right now, he's telling kids he's, he's going on this. And I guess that at least puts you later and he admitted to almost being He's definitely kiss he's going on miss and that would be a huge hit. Oh massive. Um and honestly, if you're old miss that's it's really all you can ask for right now. Um being how thing how he's it's looked like he's wanted to go to Florida really from the start. Just the fact that they're in the lead it supposedly and it looks like they could be in the lead for him. That's um going coming here the last month. That's really to me, all you can hope for. Yeah, and a name to watch. You want to talk about flips? I kind of didn't believe it. I've, I've 
heard this for a while now. I'm sure it depends on the numbers and who else is out there. I've heard he's had real interest for a while. I wasn't really sure about it, but he even kind of come out and said it as much now. Mississippi kid, T- Timothy Washington. I know he wants to visit. There's been talks about him. Talks about him. I've heard that he really likes Ole Miss and talked to one guy that kind of knows the area and said that it would take a lot of work, but they could get him if they really wanted. This is kind of a name to kind of watch, kind of maybe last-minute deal. And I, I, The key will be is he's going to be coming the 23rd. I'm sure it's going to line it up. I say if they actually bring him, it's really serious. If he don't come, if he don't, if he come like say the twentieth and something changes, and it's still going to be state talked him out of it, starting to pull his offer on this was a very serious, really really serious. So that's just a guy to name watch out there because there is mutual interest for a while. I really haven't said anything about it because you know that kind of area has kind of been the state kind of area. Yeah, they had a defensive but, lineman from there. Uh, Caleb Ewells. They, it seemed like they all the Yazoo guys were more heading that direction. Uh, seemed to be in really good shape with Campbell. I know he's in kind of an area from everything I hear. He's kind of a guy that kind of wants to go out on his own and kind of kind of his own person. Seemed to be in really good shape with him. It's going to be. He's talking about Oklahoma about here. It's going to be state, state or Ole Miss, and he's. Most people feel like he's, he's old Miss right now, but that could change. It just depends on everything. He, I think he's a the guy they would take no matter what. But that kind of wraps up today's shows, like with CC. And in my opinion, he's already talked about how he's kind of built. He's just talked to him on the phone. He's kind of built a barn. I really think you know once this and he gets back over there for a visit. Now if he comes back on the twenty third from the official like he says he is. That'd be huge for Ole Miss, but getting CC would be really big, and there's a few other names I thought it could pop up. And but with Tim Bonner's a, a guy that's committed to Louisville, that could be a name that they don't get CC that they could probably get. But until then, we'll be back later on in the week, and probably by the next time we'll we'll pretty much be official with Jack Hill's coming to Ole Miss. But until then, everybody have a have a good week. It's going to be cold out there. It's just be, I think, down to 17. So then, see, I'll talk to y'all later on this week. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.